Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to the Wellstream with the team from Hightower Great Lakes. And if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you'll know that I've never said the team from Hightower Great Lakes. That's because Samantha Petrodzinski is in the hot seat today. She has kicked him out of the interview seat. She is taking the chair. Samantha, how are you? I am doing pretty well this morning. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to talk to you again. The last time we spoke, Tim had you as a guest on the show and you talked about basically your love of pets and budgeting for pets and everything revolving around pets, which was a fantastic podcast. Do you happen to know what episode number that was? I honestly know I do not, but I know it's probably the, the last, I think the last one or so that we recorded, but I'm super excited to be back. I love yeah. leading this, especially talking with you. So I'm super excited. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you. I know that you have Wes Barnes in the seat across from you. You guys are in the same office. You work with a gentleman and you've decided to bring him on the show. Why is he here today? Yeah. So I know in recent podcasts, Tim has always spoken about our unique wealth management formula, investment management, advanced planning. But more importantly, we're kind of talking about the element of relationship management and really working with our Hightower Great Lakes team. And two to the point where we're always the advocate for our clients working with their team of professionals, such as their CPAs. But really, I'm excited to talk with Wes Barnes in our office, who is the chief operating officer and as well as a partner on our team who really oversees the operation among the three locations. And in my opinion, and you can ask any of our clients, he does a phenomenal job working with them, helping with their unique wealth management needs. So I'm super excited to have him on the the podcast today. Nice. Wes, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for having me. All right, Samantha, where are you going to start today with him? So I think rather than have me ramble on, I thought I'd just let Wes kind of introduce himself and tell the audience a little bit of background about himself. Yeah, sure. And and before we start, too, I, I think I've mentioned before, I, I do have a dog, Samantha, that if you ever <laughs> want another one, you can be more than welcome to have him. So it's a Jack Russell. He'll do great. So. I appreciate that. I'll definitely <laughs> take him to the dog park anytime. He <laughs> would love that. Yeah, a little bit about me. I, I started working with Tim Skinnell back in 2008. Uh, grew up here in the area in Valparaiso, Indiana. Went to Hanover College. And at that point, you know, I wanted to pursue a career in financial services. And I had actually known Tim and Nancy Skinnell, the family. We um, kind of went to the same St. Paul Catholic school, had actually known the family prior to working with Tim. So that was a great connection. And uh, so that I was fortunate enough to have that opportunity. And yeah, so I've really seen the the business has really changed a lot over that time. That's really how I kind of got into to the business. Really started more as a, an associate wealth advisor and really over time just tried to learn as much as I could and really get into the business now. And I know you have a degree in mathematics, is that correct? 
That's right. Yeah. So I'm a, a little definitely bit of a math a, nerd. Yeah. Definitely a spreadsheet guy. But yeah. with that, when you're pursuing kind of your degree in college, I know, especially a lot of universities now are having minors or majors in the financial planning field. Was that always an interest of yours or kind of what led you to become a, a financial advisor to begin with? Yeah, I, I went to a kind of a small liberal art, liberal arts school. And uh, so the majors are very general. I, I, I was really drawn to mathematics just from uh, a problem solving perspective is really what I liked most about that. And then so I did see, find that what, what, what I found early in my career is that, that a lot of what we do is problem solving. So while I'm not doing calculus, working with clients at all, but it is a ton of problem solving as I, I don't know if you would agree, but it, it's a lot of that. And so that's what I think I mostly apply from from that background education experience for sure. So. I agree with the, the problem solving. And I know just working with you for the few years that I've been on the High Tower Great Lakes team is that you're very efficient with the work that you do. And you're very detail oriented, which is a huge characteristic that you need in this workplace. So I especially enjoy working with you in that aspect. And I know you mentioned you've been in the industry for probably more than 10 years now, starting a little bit back in 2008. With that being said, it was a very challenging year. And also with last year, kind of 2020 with the pandemic and with the, the market correction, what would you say is the most you know challenging aspect of our job as a, a financial advisor and helping people with their wealth management needs? Well, I guess first I would say what I did quickly learn going into the this industry is that it is very challenging. And I, I think probably... If it didn't continue to challenge me, I wouldn't want to keep doing it. But I, I think it just the fact that everything is always so uncertain, the economy, tax laws, state laws, it, there is a lot of uncertainty. So you, you do have to constantly re refresh yourself on everything that's changing all the time and adjust your plans with clients accordingly. But also the challenging aspect of that is there's the client side of things, but it's, there's also the business. And how do you constantly work on improving the business and making it better so that you can ultimately deliver better plans and services to your clients? So I think that's, again, that's the those are two of the challenging things. But again, I, I probably wouldn't do it if it wasn't the case. So, yeah. No, that's incredible. And I, I can definitely agree with the challenges that we hear clients face, and especially too with the economy and, and looking at what's changing and how we as advisors need to adapt. How would you say that you've developed as a professional since starting or beginning your career? Well, I'd say something that I'm always working on trying to improve on is communication. It's one thing to have the knowledge of what you want to communicate but if you can't get it across to the person in front of you, then it's it's that's not a good scenario. One of the things I, I'm still working on all the time is talking to different people, whether it's clients, partners, or corporate team members. Everyone communicates differently. And I think it's always a trial for me, especially when I meet new people, it, under getting a sense of how they communicate and how to get points across to them. And then I think you you learn over time with the, knowing those individuals, what's the best way to, to, to communicate in a way that they can understand. So that that in itself is another big challenge because everyone is so different and everyone has kind of their own unique way of communicating sometimes. So. 
And I know you're, you mentioned kind of working on your communication skills, which is very vital in our profession. I know you're currently enrolled in um, the Hightower Center for Leadership. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it's kind of advanced your skills or what you're kind of taking away from that program? Yeah, sure. So this is a new program that, that Hightower started. So we're the, the really the first group of students, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think the idea is that in terms of the, the next generation of advisors, I think really we want to make sure that some of the advisors have a lot of the the skills and the education around how do you really manage a firm? How do you work with the team? How do you cultivate team members? And how do you try to grow the firm ultimately and continue to improve on, like I said, giving better plans to clients. So it's really more so based on managing the business. And so I think that that's either experience that you get as you're either in your position as an advisor, if that's, if you have specific duties for that, or you don't get it because your duties are primarily, you know, based on servicing and existing clients and working with clients. It's more so uh, to get more kind of an educational uh, background. And we go through, um, we go through these case studies, which are kind of interesting where each we're kind of broken up into teams uh, and where we're actually we have this kind of like a, a mock team with an actual budget revenue and team members and we have these scenarios that we have to go through so it's been a really good experience so far in helping to you know get more knowledge and education on really how to grow a true wealth management ensemble team yeah Good. No, that it sounds super interesting. And I know how hard you've been working and all the meetings that you've kind of been developing with your team of other advisors and, and leaders in the Hightower community. With that being said, I know also you're a certified financial planner, mm-hmm. obviously a huge accomplishment in this industry as an advisor. And that's something I'm certainly striving for as well. Can you talk a little bit about that journey becoming that and how it's helped you with your planning and, and helping clients with their needs? Yeah, sure. Yeah, when I, I, I think I, I started on that path really about probably six to eight months into coming into the industry. And the, the thinking was that if I really want to progress on in this career I, I, and ultimately be someone that can provide good advice and plans for clients, then I should really try to take on one of the one of the credentials that's going to provide that education. The CFP was the program that I fa- thought was the going to be the most challenging and was very respected in the industry in terms of the level of education and the the high ethical standards that that you're required to. But yeah, when I did it, I think it maybe it's a little it might be similar to what you're going through now, but it, it was really more of like five five course, five 11 week courses. So I, I would go once a week, I would drive up to Chicago to DePaul uh, University and, and, and take these courses. And then you have an exam at the end of each course and you have to pass each of those courses. And then ultimately, if you do that kind of allows you to apply to take the the exam, which, you know, that I, th- I think it, it's a, 10 hour exam. It's still 10 hours. I yeah, think. It's a very long yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was the first 10 hour academic exam that I had ever done. But yeah, so I, it was a big relief to actually pass that. But 
it, it was great to go through that program at the same time while working on actual real life situations with clients. In the past, when you, in, in college and things like that, you're going through academics, but you're not necessarily experiencing it in real life situations. So it, it for me, it helped me retain and learn the information a lot better going through that program. So yeah, but it, ultimately it's it was uh, really good. So. Great, yeah, I know it, it definitely has probably adapted since you've taken it, but just to, to kind of let listeners know with the Hightower Great Lakes team, how we have um, amongst different experts of CPA, CFPs on our team, what would you, I guess, recommend or advice that you'd give to next-gen advisors like myself looking to possibly join a team similar to like an ensemble firm or what actions or steps they should be taking just because you have a, an abundance of experience thus far that you can kind of give advice to the, the next-gen? Well, I can kind of go back to what my experience was when once I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in financial services, there's a lot of different firms out there. And the one thing that I learned quickly learned that I didn't want to do was I didn't want to sell products and I didn't want to be put in a situation where I might be compensated based on recommending certain products and things like that, having that conflict of interest. And when you're looking to get into the industry and you're, you start going through the interview process, some of, the, and some of the firms would say, okay, this is the third interview. For this third interview, we want you to kind of bring back a list of your family members and friends, and which I thought was unusual. And what I've learned was that some of those firms are basically your, how you get started is you're, you're pushing products. Um, I, I, and I, I think that there's products that do make sense for certain individuals. And, but, you know, I just personally wasn't comfortable going into something like that. So I, I really wanted to work in more of like the, the independent side where, where with a firm like Hightower, where we don't sell products, we don't have manufactured financial investments and things like that. We really try to, you know, go out to the entire investment world and, and pick what we think is best and not have that conflict of interest. And we're not compensated by investments that we recommend and, and things like that. So I think it, it, it's a good idea is to do your research on the different types of firms and what types of career paths they offer within there. And I think just do your research and you'll start to see I think what more what type of path you want to go on. And you mentioned starting off your career that you knew Tim Skinnell and his family. Was he, would you say, a mentor to you at all? Or kind of, is there anyone special in your life that you kind of looked up to that helped you progress in your career or kind of how you approach your work today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I worked primarily with Tim and Tim was set the example working with clients and, and trying to really try to provide the best comprehensive plans and that, that we could provide. That was really my first working experience is, is kind of helping to support Tim and the clients we work with. And I, I, I think that ultimately to just looking at what other uh, firms do, you know, because w when you work in kind of a, on one team, you kind of see one way of how things are done but then you, you also go to Hightower is such a great network because you get 
to talk to other advisors and and ultimately we all have the same goal is you know how do we really provide great advice and plans and service for our clients and everyone's trying to improve and sharing ideas you you learn new ways of doing things so that's really where i would get like a lot of ideas and that and attending conferences you talked even talk to advisors from you know, outside the Hightower network. And you just get a lot of ideas and experiences talking to other advisors. So, you know, all of that is is really, I think, what's kind of helped just, again, kind of learning new ways of doing things. So, Yeah, thank you for that. And I would definitely agree. And Justin can speak on behalf of this as well, that you've certainly been a great leader for both of us and definitely someone I look up to in this industry. So I appreciate all the best practices and the, you know, advice that you have always given me thus far mm-hmm. in my career. So I think definitely as someone in this industry now, you've been super helpful and I, I appreciate that. And I know I love talking a lot about work, but what's some of the things that you love to do outside of work? I know you mentioned your dog, but I'm pretty sure you have a, a family that you love and, and care for, especially with Father's Day coming up. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And I should probably say, I, I, I probably should have got approval from my wife, Marissa, to, to say that you could have our dog, Kobe. <laughs> but no, Co- Kobe's great. We just, we have a, a, a love-hate relationship sometimes. But yeah, I think, yeah, I have my wife, Marissa, and then daughter, Ella, now she's two years old. And so a lot of our time right now is trying to spend time with her. And she's learning so much now. And doing new things every day. So it's always interesting finding, it's a lot of fun to try to do things together, especially when she's wanting to learn new things and do new things. And when she's having fun, I'm having fun. A lot of time spending with the family and, and, and that, but also, we're, my my wife works for a company called Orange Theory Fitness, so she's a head trainer. And so we're definitely, she helps keep me accountable and and keeping up with my fitness goals and things like that. We definitely like to do a lot of active things and just be active in general. But, but yeah. And I really enjoy when you, you know, talk in meetings and things about Ella, how she's at that stage in yeah. her life where she's constantly repeating things. Yeah. And is there, as a dad, I'm sure there's many things you're learning, skills that you're adapting. How can you, do you relate kind of you, your personal life with the, the things you're learning now as a dad to kind of, you know, what you're learning still as a financial advisor? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think everything's a balance. That's it. It, it seems like sometimes you have your work, you have your family life and personal everything and trying to get them all synced up and lined up perfectly is not always uh, going to be possible. But I, I, I think definitely being a, a parent and being a dad has, has definitely opened my eyes to just tr- really trying to make a balance because and, and, and our clients like you, they tell us, tell me all the time how quickly it's going to go and with her growing up. And so trying to be present and, you know, enjoy those moments and just, just have, try to create a balance with everything. That's always a challenge and, but everyone has that, I'm sure. So. Yeah. I'm an advocate for, I hear clients all the time with that work-life balance. If you can kind of one key takeaway or one advice to help them with that work-life balance or things that they can kind of steps they can take to make that a little bit easier, what would you say is that the one takeaway thus far that you've at least experienced to, to make that happen? I Something that helps me is just 
allocating my time. If I know that I need to get up an hour earlier to to get a workout in or b- before Ella gets up, then that's what you got to do. And but at the same time, you, you got to balance your sleep too. So you you got to do all that. But no, but allocating time and trying to managing manage your time, I think is it's easier said than done, but it definitely goes a long way and it pays dividends, I think for sure. Wes, I was really hoping you'd mention those 5 a.m. Starbucks runs to get your venti coffee. Yeah. Because I, I know we're all chugging along in that caffeine to really make life happen. I know. Well, and Starbucks doesn't, I found they're not open before 5 a.m. A lot of them, I'm getting it after the 5 a.m. workout. So that's when I get it. So. <laughs> that, that's awesome. For our listeners, Wes, if they want to connect with you or reach out to you, how can they do that? Yeah, you can email wbarnes at hightoweradvisors.com. Our office is in Valparaiso. Our phone number is 209-531-4941. But yeah, email or call would be great. Well, I really appreciated the opportunity today to get to know you a little bit more, let the audience get to know you. And hopefully we'll see you more on future podcasts because that's definitely the goal. (laughs) That'd be great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And then I think if Eric wanted to see if you had any questions for Wes that you wanted to to answer, feel free to come on. Yeah, Samantha, thank you so much. I would love to ask a few questions. Wes, I'm going to kind of throw you some softballs maybe, or might make you think. Tell me a story. What's your favorite client story? I know you've worked with a ton of clients. I know you worked with clients with Tim and you work with a team there. Tell me one of your favorite, one of your favorite client stories. Yeah, I'm kind of reminded of a lot of times working with clients, um, especially helping them plan for big transitions. They're all going through really sometimes difficult times, but sometimes really exciting times too. Samantha and I actually have been working with a client and and the, the, the two of them actually decided to, a couple of years ago, they were looking to retire early. And, and it was a really long planning process, but it was really their dream to retire early and move to an, another country. The And so it's been, we just met with them recently and they just got back, they came in to visit and them sharing their stories of actually making that happen. And that the fact that they love it, that was really, it was really rewarding to, to hear that. And it was like leading up to that. I think we were meeting almost every month or every Mm, couple of months just to do the planning to, to, gather the information about what they're going to need and is this really reasonable or feasible for them and to see it come back full circle and and for them to actually realize their dream that was really neat yeah that that sounds fantastic please don't tell me they're on a beach someplace because that's just going to kill me they're definitely somewhere warm and so yeah so you'll be jealous (laughs) yeah it's warm here but just uh, not the right kind of warm there's no water to satisfy that that need all right so my 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 second question was going to be how you know have you worked with samantha give me an example of that but you just did so that's perfect Uh, i guess one of the other things i want to know is is if you had to label right or give me a small list of your perfect client, who would that be? Like, who would you just, who is your favorite kind of client to work with? In, in general, it's really someone who va- truly values, needs, and wants comprehensive advice and plans. Mm-hmm. And not everyone does want all of that, and, and that's perfectly fine. And But generally, for those that 
that they're really looking for someone to be, you know, their personal CFO and, and helping them to manage their o- overall comprehensive plan, which is including, you know, the investments, uh, making sure insurance plans are up to date, mm-hmm. education funding, tax planning. So we're really in discussions throughout the year and, and trying to coordinate with their other advisors. And so whether that's coordinating with their accountant or CPA, or if they have an, an attorney for estate planning, we're really just monitoring those plans and, and adjusting them as the, like I mentioned before, as you know, state laws are changing ever so often and tax laws are changing, mm-hmm. investment landscapes always changing. So it's really families that are, a lot of them are either in kind of the accumulation phase, I would call it, or sometimes they're getting ready to transition into more of a, a financial independence or re- retirement phase. And so they they need advice and we definitely like working with those types of clients. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. My last question is actually for Samantha. You ready, Samantha? Always, Eric. Go Always. for it. What's your favorite non-work story of Wes? Honestly, I would definitely say anytime he talks about his daughter, Ella, mm-hmm. I know I, I wouldn't say that we've hung out outside of work, but I definitely enjoy, you know, the stories about his dog too. We actually (laughs) talked about how back in my podcast about owning a pet, how I had to unfortunately um, give medication to Remington for her separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. I I convinced Wes to do that with Kobe for a little bit, (laughs) but I definitely enjoy outside of work, just hearing about how happy he is being a dad and, and just Ella is definitely has his height as well. Yeah. So I'm excited to see more photos of her and, and just listening and, and learning how he's navigating the life of being a dad with his family. Okay, so since this is a podcast and I can't see Wes, is he tall or is he short? I would say he's very tall. <laughs> well, there you go. So 6'3", 6'4". Six, six, got it. On a good day, 6'4", six, 6'3", six, okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, we all go through that. So Ella's going to be tall, huh? Well, all right. That'll be fun. That's it's definitely, and, and how old is Ella out of curiosity? She's going to be two in August. And oh. yeah, she's, we went to the doctor and she's like 99 percentile. So <laughs> yeah. she could probably, she could probably pass as a, a, a three or a four year old at this point. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is fantastic. That is so much fun. And speaking of fun, Wes, this has been fun. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I, I appreciate you giving us your time and uh, sharing some stories with us and just giving the audience some insight into who you are. Thank you very much. You bet. And Samantha, of course, wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for taking over for Tim and doing a great job, by the way. I hope he's listening to this. Thank you so much, Eric. I always appreciate the the opportunity to talk with you. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the WellStream podcast with Tim Scannell, except for not Tim Scannell today. Tim, I hope you're having a great time on vacation. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the WellStream podcast. If you've not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WealthStream Podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The 
content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC.